What's going on, Sixers Nation? Happy Sunday to all. And I know for a lot of people, this is not probably the way we wanted to end our Sunday. Our Philadelphia 76ers down in the desert fall to the Phoenix Suns, 114-104 to loss. This was very similar to the way the Sixers lost in a December matchup here in Philadelphia. You had a nice lead in tonight's instance. You had a 15-point lead that got dwindled away throughout the second half, and you would fall to this Phoenix Suns team. And look, your stars not named Joel Embiid need to step up in the crucial moments, and that has been an issue for the Philadelphia 76ers in some of these collapses. But today, in the closing minutes, guys just were not stepping up. And against this Phoenix Suns team at home, we're able to take it, take advantage of the Philadelphia 76ers. And definitely, I'm I'm not one to panic. I'm not panicking right now. But the Philadelphia 76ers concerns right now are legitimate, and fans have every right to feel the way they do. I know some are going to take it a little further than others, but the concerns are for real here for this Philadelphia 76ers. And look, we just came off a solid win on Friday night down in, down at Staples Center against the Clippers. You had Joel and James going all 56 points. You were getting the Clippers into some foul troubles. You got Tyron Lue really frustrated with the amount of trips the Philadelphia 76ers were taking. Uh, and, and, the problem is the Suns are a completely different animal. And you saw what happened once the Suns took control of this game. Eventually, calls, foul calls are not going to go your way. And the Suns definitely took advantage of it. They, they were able to control the pace of the game throughout it as well. And the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, these are where all the concerns kind of stem from. Not every team is going, not, you're not going to be able to uh, run, up the, run up the scoreboard. Like he did against the against the LA Clippers, you got to make some stops. You got to control the pace of the game, and you got to step up in the most important time, and that is the fourth quarter. And the Sixers definitely struggled here tonight. But welcome everyone, real quick. Want to thank everyone for joining on into this Sixers game recap. Of course, I'm your boy Ed Barcelo, Philly Sixers fall tonight, one hundred four to one four. Let's just say one fourteen to one hundred four to the Phoenix Suns down in the desert. We got. YouTube, we got Twitter, and we got TikTok in the building. Thank you so much, everyone, tuning on in. If you guys got comments, let let them let us know in the comment section, both on Twitter and on YouTube as well. And if you guys are interested as well, as we always do, we allow you to come in and call in and let us know your thoughts, especially after a game like today. I'm sure people are have their feelings about the Philadelphia 76 right now. So come on in, copy and paste that bad boy, and let's talk some Philadelphia 76. Of course, TikTok keeps smashing that screen. Keep hitting that like button. I appreciate that. Hydro, we see you in the chat. Thank you so much for tuning on in, my man. I appreciate it, brother. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. All right, let's get into it, guys. So uh, let's, so as far as this game goes, the Sixers started off really hot. Uh, this is a quick start for the Philadelphia 76ers behind James Harden, uh, Joel Embiid. Believe it or not, Tobias Harris also provided a lot of offense for the Sixers. Uh, Dev, no one on the Suns were really making much noise as far as points goes. Devin Booker was leading the way. He had 22 by halftime, and he really put the team on his back as far as providing offense for the Phoenix Suns. In the second half, however, um, when once the foul the foul calls were not going the Sixers' way, once Tobias Harris got well, Sun then eventually passed on the Sixers. That 15 point lead that the Sixers had slowly dwindling away as the quarter went on, and in the fourth quarter, really was the story as. The Suns really just took over. Um, they defensively made some stops, although the Sixers with 424 left made this a one-point ball game. The Suns then got back back on the uh, uh, put the foot back on the gas pedal, and the 
in the first half when you had Devin Booker only contributing for the Suns. Second half, you had guys like Chris Paul awakening, uh, DeAndre Aiden providing some good offense, Michael Bridges as well. Um, and that's when you have this much depth as the Phoenix Suns do, it makes it very, very difficult for you to to, to kind of maneuver. Landry Shaman was also providing some some perimeter offense as well for the for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the uh, J- Jameson Crowder also stepped up as well. Uh, and the Sixers were not, although Tyrese Maxey, someone who did start off slow, was able to c- come back big, especially in that second half. Fourth quarter, Maxey was here in this game as well. In the closing minutes, the Suns just made more plays. Um, they forced the Sixers into tough shots. Again, those calls weren't be, weren't getting called on Joel Embiid or James Harden, and that was definitely frustrating them. And offense really wasn't producing tires to make uh, was going to make some shots at the end. They were not going down, especially from the perimeter. Tobias Harris nowhere to be found, and that's really all you're going to get. You had some. You, it just cannot be Joel Embiid like we mentioned, and that is how the game would end there. Another collapse here down in the desert. Now, I mean, I, I, we, we shouldn't hold our head too low here. This is a really quality team, uh, but we'll definitely get to some of the concerns here. But let's let's look at some of the let's look at some of the players and some of the storylines here tonight. Uh, obviously, I want to start off with James Harden. I know a lot of people are going to kill James Harden after tonight's performance. I mean, if you just look at his stat line for tonight, it definitely you'll definitely shake your head. In 39 minutes, James Harden produced 14 points, 12 of 11 from the field, 2 of 5 from a three-point line. Now, as we know, he was perfect from the free throw line, and he also added on nine assists with seven boards. Most of his production came in that first quarter. He added 12, he had 12 points after one. But as the time, as the one game went on, he kind of started disappearing. And in that fourth quarter, he, he was just continuing to look for those calls, and they just were not getting caught. And it's very disappointing to see this performance, especially what we saw on Friday night in L.A. against the Clippers when he's dropping 27 against L.A. And tonight, he only put he puts up 11 shots, and he only makes two. And look, it's great. You're getting to the free throw line. And we know that James Harden and Joel Embiid are going to get to the free throw line. But you cannot continue. We talked about this before in these recaps. You cannot continue to look for those calls, because especially on the road, especially the first place team in the West and the Phoenix Suns, you're not going to get those calls. You already saw the trip, the, the line eight times. And I don't know how much more trips you can be expecting from the referees to be to give to you. But that it has to change. You got to be aggressive. Now, one thing I do want to bring up because if you guys did not notice, because I did see a lot of James Harden slander, and I understand when he puts up 14 points and you lose to the Phoenix Suns in a a blown lead again, I understand the frustrations. You got to direct it towards someone, and James is a big player on this team. The hammy seems to be. Now, this is the question mark I have here. Is James Harden actually injured? Is he really pushing himself in these games? I did see him grab that left hamstring. And I did see the explosion go a dwindle away as the game went on. It wasn't what we saw in, on Friday night against the Clippers. So I do have to ask this question. And if he is, in fact, if he's nicked up, what do we do at this point? Do you sit him out until the, until the end of the season? Do you continue running him out there? Do you do some load management? I think James has to be honest with himself. I know that this team is still does not have the chemistry that you wanted to. They are not running on all cylinders. But you got to ask yourself, what is better? having a fully healthy James Harden in the playoffs or having this James Harden that's essentially crawling into the playoffs because you're trying to get him acclimated with everyone and trying to trying to get this team up to speed. I think me personally, 
I would rather see him getting healthy. So I think that James needs to be honest with himself. If he's not 100%, he needs to sit out because if we want any chances of moving forward in the playoffs, you're going to have, you need a healthy James Harden. And so I, I think that this is something that we need to continue looking at, but it's definitely a concern. When James Harden is aggressive, he is playing an aggressive style of basketball. He is driving to the paint. He is knocking down those three-pointers, taking t- being that sharpshooter that he can be. This team is better. You know why? Because not only is he providing the offense that you need, the one of the main sources of offense that you're going to get on a night-to-night basis, but that also opens things up, especially out on the perimeter for your shooters like Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, uh, Joel Embiid down in the post, or if you run those pick and rolls, which we saw some of it in that first half, where it went in the second half, that's a question you might want to ask Doc Rivers. But once jo- James Harden is playing this aggressive style of basketball, that only makes the Sixers better as a whole. So if James is not healthy, he cannot play this aggressive style. So we need to ask ourselves, what do we? What is best for James Harden going forward into the future? And by the way, this matchup with CP3 was great. If you're a basketball NBA storyline guy, I mean, the fact that James Harden essentially sent Russell, and I'm sorry, Russell, CP3 into exile out of Oklahoma City was pretty hilarious. What was that back in 2018, 2019? What does CP3 do? He only takes this terrible Oklahoma City Thunder team to the playoffs. You see what happens when he's not there. And you also see what CP3 has done with the Phoenix Suns. Truly remarkable. He's been one of the big turnarounds of this team. And, and that's one point I wanted to mention as well. That was a pretty solid crowd with the Phoenix Suns uh, down there in the desert. And I forget what they're calling that arena. But I remember five years ago, or no, I think it was more than that. When the Morris Twins were rookies, they had Gordon Gorgon Dragic. I believe they had a young Eric Bledsoe. Those teams were knocking on the door at the puzzle. I remember they lost on the last day against the Dallas Mavericks. And that was the closest the Suns have ever gotten since the Steve Nash days, obviously, to tasting the playoffs. And since the book has been there, they struggled. Chris Paul was really the one piece that changed everything around, and it's it's really remarkable to see what what the, he has done. But let's get back to our Sixers. And enough for me gloating over the team that just beat us. But but Tobias Harris, 15 points in that first half, he was looking great. There was this run in that second quarter where they went 12. They were uh, going 12 to nothing, and Tobias Harris was either providing the points or providing the assists. But he was playing the aggressive style of basketball and he was taking over a little bit and everyone was just allowing him to be Tobias Harris. And that was really great to see Toby getting after it. But the problem is, is that in the second half, Tobias Harris disappeared. <laughs> he had two points in that second half. Uh, what happened? That's really what I have to. What happened to Tobias Harris? This was a game where we'll get to Maxi, but he did not have his best game. And having Tobias Harris providing a lot of the offense, he was, he was providing the, the second most offense on this team in that first half, and he just disappeared. And that's part of the downfall of the Sixers here tonight. But get back to that, Tobias. There, we Like we mentioned this before, Tobias Harris's role has been relegated to that. And that, that he needs to not nail that. But there are going to be instances like tonight where James Harden eventually goes cold. Tyrese Maxey has a really slow start. So Tobias Harris at that point needs to step up and provide some offense. And he really did a solid job there tonight. But you got to play a full game. You have to play a full game. And he typically plays well against the Phoenix Suns, which is weird. He had a 30, 30 and 17 game against Phoenix in December. And uh, tonight he had uh, 17 points. But 
that could have easily been another 30 point game, man. I don't know what happened where I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch this game and dissect it deeply. Cause I just don't understand how this man ends up with 17 points after that half that he had Joel Hans and bead. I mean, we're not going to critique him tonight. 37 points provided most of the offense here for the Sixers an absolute beast. And on a night where Devin Booker also has a great game, this was a great MVP duel between the books and Joel Embiid. Obviously, these players are not the same position, so they're not going to go one-on-one. It's not like Jokic versus Embiid, but when you got Books making a late his late case run of why he should be MVP, and Joel Embiid is the consensus MVP right now, that was absolutely spectacular. But he really did a great job at the end of the game to give this team a win. But others, again, need to get his back. I mean, he provides 37 points. Second leading score was 18 points. And that guy only scored most of his points in the late third and fourth quarter. So we need to give Joel Embiid um, some more help. 37 points, 15 boards. He finished 14 of 27 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 8 of 12 from the free throw line. Oh, another great night from Joel Hans Embiid. Tyrese Maxey. First off, fourth quarter Maxey is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. Fourth quarter Maxi is an absolute real thing, ladies and gentlemen. His most He made some big shots to get this team within one point in that fourth quarter, and then he eventually, he just did not have enough more in the tank. I don't know what, I don't know what happened with Maxi here tonight. He did show up in big moments, but he did not play a complete game. Uh, but uh, again, those, the, the, the ability in this past week alone, the Lakers game, the Heat game, this game, making big shots in that fourth quarter, that is only going to increase his role, especially within that fourth quarter. And it was, it, it's, it's truly that is really great to see having a seeing a guard uh, wanting that those moments there in the fourth. But he finishes seven to twenty-one from the field, so not a very efficient night. Um, he was three of ten from the three-point line um, and one of two from the free throw line as well. But again, in the crucial moments, that's when you got the best of Tyrese Maxey. Um, all right, uh, collapses are, are, I'm sorry, let's start off with the bench first before we get to the collapse part. Uh, the Sixers bench is another has been another issue that we've constantly been talking about. Recap in, recap out. Again, another issue here for the Philadelphia 76ers. Between George's Niang, Shake Milton, Danny Green, and DeAndre Jordan, those four players of your bench provided 12 points with the Phoenix Suns who are providing you with Cameron Payne, Tory Craig, Bismack Biombo, and Landry Shamit put up 26 points. Again, this is an issue here for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, when we talked about before, when Joel and James Harden are not putting the team on the back and putting up most of the points here for the Philadelphia 76ers, and the bench is as, as, as bad as it is, the depth does not hold up to it, this is what happens. 26 for the Suns, 12 for the Sixers. That is a bit of a concern for the Philadelphia Sixers. The perimeter for the Sixers as well is abysmal. The Sixers shot 27.8% from the three-point line. That is bad. And then first half, I believe it was around 35%. And for it to dwindle down to 27%, especially in that eight, in that uh, third and fourth quarter, that is pretty bad. The Phoenix Suns shot 48% uh, from the, from the three-point line. So the perimeter, again, uh, we bench perimeter are things that we definitely have been talking about luckily the rebounding was not bad here today for the philadelphia 76ers as the phoenix suns were able to rack up 40 boards here tonight uh five of them on the offensive side and the philadelphia 76ers 
got themselves 45 rebounds with 12 of them on the offensive side. But like we said, bench and in the perimeter in general has been a struggle here for the Philadelphia 76ers. And that leads to our collapse collapses here for the Sixers. Um, it's a bit of a concern now. Um, countless of times. It, it, it's now a mindset, right? It's ingrained in this team's head. And the question is, how do they get out of it? Like, how does this team get out of this mindset of knowing the back mind, okay, they've got, they're not on a 6-0 run. We got to cut this bleed. This We got to cut this bleeding off now. What do we do? And this is the concern here for the Philadelphia 76ers. These guys cannot buy an easy basket to save, them, to save their lives. These guys can't stop anyone to save their lives. And they have troubles with stopping the bleeding. And obviously, the stigma around Doc Rivers and the uh, the blown seven game leads, uh, seven game. I'm sorry, the uh, losses in seven games, the blown leads in general. It is something that it's a stench. It's a terrible stench. It's like bo. You don't know how to get rid of it. And so, how do we get out of this? And this is definitely something that we're gonna have to see going into the into the playoffs. I don't want to start talking about job security, but you guys know where that that direction of this conversation is going. But um, my other concern for the Sixers is their struggles against elite basketball teams. You know, obviously the Brooklyn games is really what started this this kind of like roller coaster that we've been on with this James Harden Sixers team. Um, but, you know, the Heat game was nice, right? But as we've seen, the Heat are now on a four-game losing streak and they do not look good, especially as a defensive team. But, you know, losing to Brooklyn the way they did, losing to Denver, which was similar to tonight, against Phoenix where you blow a late game lead. But these are all teams that you consider in the elite category of the NBA. And the Sixers have not been able to beat these type of teams since James Harden has arrived. Now I know that a lot of these teams have guys have been playing together for a couple seasons now. And the Sixers are integrating their two big two their big new pieces on this team. And that can take some time. But that to me is a bit of a concern because there are some expectations of some deep playoff runs here in Philadelphia. And you're going to have to play against those quality teams like the likes of the Denver Nuggets, like the likes of the likes of the Phoenix Suns, the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets and so on and so forth. So the fact that these guys are blowing leads against these quality teams is definitely a bit of a concern in the way they have been doing it as well. The fact that your bench cannot hold up against the likes of these teams, the fact that you're shooting 27% from the three-point line against these quality teams, you're having late second-half struggles. Those are serious concerns against these elite teams. So at their most nights, I'm, I'd like to tell fans that they need to relax because most of the time, fans do overreact. But the concerns for the Sixers are legitimate. James Harden in, in, a, in a crucial, this is one versus one, first in the East versus first in the West. Like I mentioned, guys, these, uh, you guys treat these like it's the NFL week 13 regular season game. You're two games out of the playoffs. You're fighting with the Seattle Seahawks. You guys like to treat them like those games. And, and that's when I disagree with you. But this are, these are like quizzes or tests. These are little mid-semester tests that you're taking. You got to pass it to, in order to help your final grade, and the final grade being the playoffs, and the Sixers are failing these important tests. And those That's my concern, is the little things, is the fact that the bench is abysmal. The three-point shooting does not show up when it needs to be. This, can, this team can be at the pars of some of the solid three-point te teams in this league, and they're struggling against them. Now, 
kudos to the Phoenix Suns, who woke up in the second half, made the right adjustments, controlled the pace of the game as well, and that screwed up the Philadelphia 76ers. When they're out here looking for calls, this, the Suns were taking those balls, and boom, right in the midst of seconds or at the other side of the court, while you're time looking for calls and arguing with referees, it felt like every single rebound, every single tough shot that Joel and James Harden would take, boom, Suns get the rebound, and boom, at the other side of the court. These are things the Sixers need to work on. And I and, and I don't, you guys know me, I don't like bringing up Ben Simmons. That bum is in Brooklyn. Look, he doesn't even play yet. But in the transition, in the perimeter, the two things that we're struggling right now, he used to lock that down. You got to find ways to supplement that. And we're struggling with that right now. We're flat out struggling with that. So we shall see. All right, enough enough of me babbling away. Let's see what you guys got to say. Uh, hi, Droil. What's happening, man? That Sixers loss was the worst. That was that was bad, man. I feel it. No? No No. what? <laughs> no? Uh, how do you feel about them in the playoffs? Uh, it's it's still a work in progress here, my man. Um, I, right now, I, I do still think the ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, you saw it on Friday night. You've seen instances. You've seen glimpses of what the full potential is of the Philadelphia 76ers. You got to play complete games. And especially in seven-game series, I do trust this team a little bit more. But the concerns are legitimate. And I I do hear you guys. Let's not take it overboard. Come on. Come on. We still got some time here, man. Uh, why are you guys so concerned about the Brooklyn Nets? Stop worrying about you guys seem you guys are acting scared. Look at me. Do you why would you be scared of a single opponent? If you guys are scared, what is the point of making the playoffs? See, honestly, I, you can't be scared, man. You guys got to stop worrying about the Brooklyn Nets. You got the amount of questions I get about the Brooklyn Nets. It's ridiculous. It's flat out ridiculous. It is one single opponent in a set game series. Relax. Just relax. Um, not Lex. That's a good point. Look, here's the here's the, the thought process of Doc Rivers when it comes to Matisse Thibel. And that's a great question, Alexi. Um, Matisse Thibel should have played more, especially in those closing minutes. And I heard that as well. Doc Rivers thought of process, thought process is the fact that they are down. They need offense. And Matisse, you cannot trust him at times with offense. He has been getting hot in those first quarters. The Sixers like to get on those runs, and he's been knocking out some early threes. But as time goes on, Doc just does not trust him enough on, on offense. And I'm at the point where at least try it. Like, the thing is just leaving those points on the board. You don't know what you're going to get with Matisse Thibault. So I would definitely try it out. But that's Doc Rivers' thought process is the fact that you can't trust him as an offensive player. Um, Sixers forced too many bad shots late. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're looking for the with the free throw line every time, that's what's going to happen as well, man. Here we go. The ref was on the referees. It was all on the referees. They're the reasons why we lost. Um, I don't know how I feel about the 76ers. Oh, dude, you got to, man. You're you're really you're you're really something else, man. Uh, Ted's now. Ted, you're now off the Harden trade. That's definitely gonna be a nice little receipt later. Appreciate you, Ted. Uh, we need to score at the end of the game. Tight, tight, and he's not that guy. Um, Ted, you know what, Ted? I, 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 listen, I'll say this: like I understand the frustration. Um, one thing I I won't do ever is question a player's ability when they're hurt. He's going through a bum hamstring. And I get that. We traded a lot for James Harden. We had expectations for James Harden. 
But like we mentioned at the top of this, if James Harden is not fully healthy, you got to sit him. We need him healthy for the playoffs. And that's that's really what it was. I, I agree. You know, you Harden would take over in that late fourth quarter. I think there is a reason why he's not being able to do that. And it's not even just the fourth quarter. After that first quarter, that aggression for James Harden, I, what happened to it? Um, I think it's because of that hammy. I think that hammy is bumming him out. He was grabbing it a couple couple times, especially in the third quarter. I saw it on, we, we, the camera um, show the glimpse of James Harden. He's grabbing the hammy. I think that I think that's what it is, my man. I just that's I don't know what else to 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 attribute to it, man. Uh, wait, wait, wait. All right, well that's still in the book. Good game to you, man. That, that. <laughs> These sports fans are interested, man. Uh, he was fine last game, dude. Did twenty seven against the Clips. Him and him and Embiid took over against the Clippers. Uh, he's just inconsistently mentally, and he has no. Oh, come on, Ted. Ted, he's not. We Ted. He's been here for five minutes. You're gonna judge his own his heart, Ted. Come on. What are we doing here, bro? <laughs> uh, I know, but we kind of question. I don't know what you're talking about. Kind of question. Chris is an amazing player to push your team to the top tier. Uh, so we've been in four close games against good teams since Harden got uh here. We lost three and we won't three. It's Harden to be. I, 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 we mentioned it. We mentioned this. It was one of the topics here today with the Sixers up against these elite teams. It's been an issue. It, it has been issued. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, but of course, you know, well, what are we going to do? We can, I can only judge once we get in the playoffs, man. But it is a concern. It is definitely a concern. It's all baseball edits. What's happening? Go Phillies. Go Phils. Um, game without making a two point a field goal. Um, yeah, he's got to make more of them. Two of 11 is not good. We've called him out already. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, as leads as far as NBA fan, but I think so. Since my favorite team, you're a Jokic fan. Nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, shout out to hey, Brown. Shout out to Villanova. I, I know a couple, a lot of people have been watching. Uh, tough loss for St. Pete's here today as well against UNC. Um, but, you know, I'll be for Nova. Definitely Philly school. Shouts out to, to my Villanova fans. They got me actually caring about uh, college basketball. I could care less about it, but go Nova. What's up, Juan? What's, what's going on, brother? Uh, Ted, Ted, again, you cannot be scared of any opponent in the playoffs, man. If, it, 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 there's just no point in making it at that point, man. I don't care who we play in the first round. You got to take care of business, man. Uh, Billy, that's a great point. We need to do better. It, Billy, I 100% agree. I'm, a, You know what? I like that. Oh, I can't even like that. I wish we could like these comments because I do like that comment. Shouts to you, Billy. Shouts to you. Uh, man, and I do want a lollipop. Thank you, man. That, that sounds pretty good. I do, I'm in the mood for some sweet. I had some sushi for dinner and some lo mein. So I definitely could go for some sweet. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ted. Ted, uh, Ted he's, been, he's been battling this hammy injury. Um, I, I, I have a feeling he re-aggravated it during the run uh, when he got here. Um, I don't know the exact timetable. Uh, like you said, I mean, you're, you're, chal- or you're questioning his heart. I think that it is bothering him, and I think he's gutting it out because he wants to play for this team. He's trying to give it his all, but I do think it is definitely bothering him. Um, I don't know to what extent how bad it is because I know this was a situation he had last year as well. It is definitely a bit of a concern, but I, I can't go. I can't go too the deep, man. That's just that's just I can't do that to myself. I will drive myself crazy, man. Uh, do you think, uh, man? I'm not gonna go far as not to think that we're gonna win the championship, man. 
Let's take, let's just worry about round one. All right, let's focus on getting to round one, man. I I can't, I can't, man. Too, that's too, that's going too far off the deep end, man. Uh, what we got here? Uh, Nibbling one. Thank you so much for the follow, brother. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Nibbling, we we discussed it already. Uh, as far as the Sixers bench go, it, it it's not good enough. I mean, tonight they provided twelve points, uh, for the Sixers tonight, while the Suns had twenty six points. It's an issue. It's a serious, and this is kind of shows where the Sixers are kind of at. This the Phoenix Suns are the elite of the elite. I think to me they are the best team in the NBA right now, and so. You see how deep they are, right? You have Landry Shamit, who provides 12 points, three three-pointers coming off the bench. Um, Biz, Bismack Biombo, you get him for some rim protection. He gets points as well. Greg Ruby gave him one three. Uh, you got Cameron Payne, who is someone who you kind of want Shake Milton to be, right? He's someone who can create a shot off the three, um, a mid-range game, drive to the basket. And so he gives you five points here tonight. But Landry Shamit giving you those 12. And then you got... Four out of your five of your starting lineup gets you double figures, and there's a story of, of this game here tonight. And that's that's been the the issue here for the Sixers, man. But I appreciate the question, man. Uh, two eleven is bad for Harden. That is correct, man. I agree. I agree. Um, Billy, I want anyone. I want anyone who plays in the Eastern Conference, the National Basketball Association. I am not scared of any of these teams in the Eastern Conference. I just want to get to the playoffs. I don't care who we play. Sixers are four seed now. Good. Good, Steve. What's up, Steve? What's happening, man? I love the little, I love the uh, profile pic. I love Shrek, man. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. That'll do. What's up, YouTube? I don't mean to. Uh, we we had some great discussions here on TikTok. What's up, YouTube? What y'all got to say here? Uh, what's up, Brian? It's good seeing you, brother. What's happening, man? Uh, Harden. No, see, I'll disagree with Maxi. I just think Maxi had you know a prototypical you know every now and then these players go through. But he had a bad game. That happens. That happens. But he still made some big shots in that fourth quarter. He had 10 in the third quarter as well. So he showed up when you needed it most. But, yeah, overall, it wasn't a good game. It wasn't a complete game by any stretch of the means. James Harden, yeah, that aggressiveness went away after that first quarter. And that Friday night uh, L.A. Clippers game that we saw against uh, for James Harden was not there. And uh, that's where I will definitely agree with you. I do think, like I mentioned, I do think that Harden is hurt at the moment. Uh, but the concerns are definitely legitimate. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Shake Milton has a little bit of cold and control pace of movement. Um, yeah, and it wasn't the best. I think it's seven points tonight uh, in 24 minutes was Shake Milton. Uh, four, I'm sorry, 14, uh, 14 uh, minutes, three points here uh, for Shake Milton. So, yet another inconsistent night for Shakey. Uh, George Niang, success game, the perimeter shooting and playing with a great and solid energy scoring to step up 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, George's, you know what the crazy part is about George's is what we always forget is not a great game here. 12, uh, two points. He was a plus two though. So not, to, you know, just, just below average. But the thing is that George's Niang from Utah was the ninth man coming off the bench for the jazz essentially. So essentially he's barely getting any minutes. Um, and now he comes to Philadelphia, and now he gets promoted to the sixth man coming off the bench, and so that's a it could be a lot for for a lot of people. So he's been he's getting getting put into a role that he's never played before in his life, and so I think that we're asking a lot for Georges, and he's I think he's been holding up to the best of his ability, but he may not just be a sixth man. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's probably not a sixth man, guys. 
Uh, Tobias here needs to contribute from his own sort of lineup to have Paul Reed some minutes. Ah, I, I don't, I don't feel you there. Um, so I do agree. Tobias has to play a more complete game. I mean, he did provide you a lot of the points in that first half. He really was one of the key factors of why you got that lead in that first half as well. Um, but I mean, you're not going to be benching Paul, or you're not going to be giving a majority of Tobias Harris's minutes to Paul Reed when he really does provide you legitimate zero offense. Now, if you wanted to give Paul Reed some minutes, that's excuse me, at backup center, I could understand a little bit, but not a, not at the power forward, man. You got it. it's it's a different era, man. Paul Paul Reed power forward in the 90s, early 2000s. Oh yeah, 100%. Paul Reed a power forward now where he had to stretch the court as a, as a four. Nah, man, that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh big boy man, I appreciate the follow. Appreciate that. Welcome to the family, man. Welcome to the family. All right, guys. So next up for the Philadelphia 76ers, it's a it's a crucial matchup. You're back at home. You're coming back to South Philly. Tuesday night, seven o'clock. We're facing off against the Milwaukee Bucks. Remember the last time we faced off these guys? James Harden, fresh off the trade, um, wasn't playing yet. We were in Milwaukee. We got a miraculous win after a 50-point thumping by those Boston Celtics. Who, by the way, Boston, y'all really chirping a lot lately. Once your team is good, you guys. Now or flex your muscles. You guys are literally like Dallas Cowboys fans, which I find hilarious. Um, but you know, keep that same energy. Just keep that same energy. That's all I'm going to say. But we'll see Milwaukee on Tuesday. Should be a good matchup. I do expect the Sixers to show up back at home. Uh, this is the this is an elite team in the Eastern Conference, and it should be a lot of fun. And we'll see you guys after that game for the game recap. All right, do tonight's game recap. Thank you so much for tuning on in. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure you guys hit that like button. That would really do me a huge favor. And, of course, if you haven't already, make sure to join the family. Subscribe to the channel for all your Philly sports content. And you can find all these all, all these recaps, all these videos rebroadcast in podcast form. Find it under Oyen Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. We'll get them back next time. Hey.